Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Fantastic. Thank you for your encouragement and your gift. Uh, I want to, you know, what, we, what we've been sharing lately is absolutely amazing. And um, I, I'm actually getting, I probably preach to myself more than I preach to anybody else. I preach the best messages to Ted Fabianic in the car. You, you get the second best, I actually get the best. I preach to myself a lot. Last week we started and we've been sharing a lot about position. You don't pray. Your position will always change your condition. You never pray from your condition. You always pray from your position. One of the, one of the things that has crept into the church is we've become so need-driven that we, we speak out of our need instead of our position. So we're speaking out of something that we should be speaking to. You're allowed to get excited. One of the things you will notice when you read the Bible, Jesus never ever said that he lacked. He never said, I don't feel loved. He never said, I feel lonely. He never, you know what Jesus never said? I, no one's encouraged me today. He, he, he never said, you know what, I didn't get enough worship today, guys. Guys, I, I went to the synagogue, I didn't get enough worship. Jesus never ever acknowledged the condition. You see that right from the book of Genesis. One verse that the writer describes the condition. You know what's incredible with Genesis? Is that God doesn't describe his condition. The writer of Genesis describes the condition. He gets one verse for the condition and all the rest is speaking to it. And if you've been born again into a church or into a group that is so need-driven, you need to get your mind reset. You good? See, one of the things, if you're, if you're always needy, isn't it amazing? Have you ever heard a love song outside of the church where the male, whoever is singing says, I've got enough love? we got songs, I'm all out of love, what am I without you? If you leave me now, you'll take the best part of me, right? I want to know what love is. I want somebody to show me while his fiance is cooking him dinner. <laughs> come on, come on. Have you ever heard a love song that says, I am so full, I am overflowing, please stop? Come on. Because... When Adam fell, we dropped to need-centered instead of reigning-centered. So what we want to do today is your new reality, your new position has changed your condition. See, it is the position that changes the condition. When you are praying from a condition you are getting fed from your condition. See, if you are condition-minded, it's your condition that feeds you. It's your condition that makes you think. 
If, you are, if, you are, if your condition is, I have no finance, that condition is talking to you. It talks to you every single time a commercial comes on, every single time you walk through a shop, every time you want to buy something, that condition speaks to you. You can't afford that. No, no, hey, you, you can't go out and eat today. See, conditions speak. But you are designed to speak to your condition, not let the condition speak to you. Now, I want you to watch this. That Jesus came to earth and he was totally independent of every condition that came to him. So Jesus comes down to earth and he meets sickness, a condition. Now, as we talked about last week, a condition, your position cannot change, but your condition can. Anything that can be changed is a condition. So if you're sick, it's a condition. If you're broke, it's a condition. If you're depressed, it's a condition. If you haven't got a job, it's a condition. So anything can be changed. So Jesus comes in and he's never influenced by the condition. He's in, he's in a crowd of 20,000 people that need feeding. And he says, Philip, feed them. He, 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 Philip goes, but we have lack. But he goes, see, the condition is saying you've got lack. But he says, I still need you to do something. Because when you understand your position, you start to rule and reign in life. You start to be the head and not the tail. See, we, we've quoted a lot, I want to be the head and not the tail. But the, the head is the, is the position, the tail is the condition. And the issue that comes up in the church is that we're trying to get a condition that we already have. Sorry, position that we already have. Now, I want you to watch this something. So Jesus is teaching us how the kingdom of God works. So he comes to earth in a law, in a law system. So the Bible says the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. What the law did was this. Now watch carefully. Really let this thing down. The purpose of the law was to show you that your self-effort cannot change your condition. That doesn't matter how hard you try, doesn't matter how much wealth you have, doesn't matter how much wisdom you have, you can't change the condition. So Jesus comes in where people are tired because they can't change their condition. They can't change their condition between God and themselves. They can't change the condition between their wife, their husband, within their children, their parents. You've you got all of these. And then Jesus comes in and he says, Now the kingdom of God is independent of the condition because the source is not on earth. The source comes from heaven. See, your position is independent of your condition. If you understand that, then you realize that your condition is only surviving is because it's up. You are letting it survive. 
So you are not broke. You are not sick. You are not depressed. That's a conditional thing. Jesus didn't come to give us more conditions. He came to give us more positions. So what we have is this. Now watch. Look at John 17, 11. I will remain in the world no longer. Stop right there. While he was on earth, there was not one single condition that rattled him. There was not one single condition that defeated him. Just think about this. He comes to earth, not one single condition matched him. Not one single lack drew him out. So Jesus says this, I've lived my life. I have conquered every condition that has been thrown at me. And right at the end, he died. Death was a condition. He says, this condition cannot hold me. On the third day, he rose from the dead. He became sin. And the sin condition could not hold him. He became sick and the sickness couldn't hold him. He became depressed. He actually, do you realize when you read 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, Jesus became broke financially, but the condition couldn't hold him. So Jesus comes in. And when you start to read this, I remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. That's talking to us. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. Now watch this. Protect them by the power of your name. He's got all of a sudden right now, he's talking about position. He's not talking about make their name great. The name you gave Say, say it after me. Now, come on. No, I want you to really say it. So he says, I've come, Father, by your name. You gave me your name. Now, watch the progression in this. Jesus said, when you pray, use my name. Uh-oh. So therefore, every condition was subject to the name of the Father. Every condition understands God. Because every condition is designed to listen to God's word. There is no condition that doesn't understand God's word. Now watch this, it gets better. The name you gave me, so that they may become one as we are one. So what was happening? Jesus is walking on the earth no condition can stop him. And he's moving forward. And then he says this. Now, Father, sometimes we talk about the Lord's Prayer. I think this is, more, this is as powerful as the Lord's Prayer. And he goes, I want them to be in a world of condition living like I lived. Now, write this down. Everything that Jesus did is transferable to us. Jesus never did one thing apart from the cross that said this, 
You, hey, guys, watch me because you will never be able to do this, but I can. The only time he told the disciples, this is what you can't do, is when he went to Gethsemane. He says, there's one thing you can't do. You can't become sin because you're already sinners. You can't become sickness because you're already sick. You can't become broke because you're already broke. So there was a division when it came to Calvary. But before Calvary, the Father was teaching us this, all of us, is that everything that Jesus did, he did as a man, depended on the Holy Spirit, teaching us what we can do. See, see religion, religion just likes the fluffy stuff. You know, hey, praise God, amen. Come on. Jesus goes like this. He goes, I heal the sick, now you go heal the sick. Isn't it amazing when the storm rose up when they were crossing Galilee? Jesus said, I was expecting you to talk to the clouds. I was expecting you to talk to the wind. I was expecting you. Philip, I expect you to feed the 5,000. What was the expectation? Because everything that Jesus said, everything that he did is transferable to you. So Jesus never did anything that's saying, hey, that's not for you, it's only for me. The only part is we, you know, we've been understanding this is, as a heavyweight is that I can't do the cross, but what I can do is I can do the name. Now, you, you good with me? When you start to realize this, that, you, that if Jesus did it, he wasn't doing it to show off. He was doing this. This is what the new man is going to be doing. Jesus is called the second Adam. The first Adam fell. So Jesus is saying this. Now, I want to show you what this new creation that I am going to die for is capable of. So what do we do? We get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So what's this new creation capable of? It's capable of talking to demons and casting them out of people. It's capable of going fishing and instead of catching a fish, finding gold. It's capable of never, never being in lack. It's capable of never, ever feeling discouraged. It's, not, it's, it's capable of always having peace and no fear. See, what, what Jesus wasn't doing was just remedying a condition, but he was saying, this is what you are capable of. Now, I want you to watch this. Because when you become born again, you are seated in... Come on, you're seated in? If you missed that, check it out on our website or, or that from last week. So now that I am seated in Christ, now, let me show you something that... I, I never understood till yesterday was, was meditating on it. My body is designed to reject any germ or any food that will harm me. So I have an immune system. My body is so complex, it's better than any scientific research available to man. I can taste something, and my body goes, there's acid in that, spit it out, 
or you, you get the runs or you throw up. Come on. That is your body saying, I have discerned that what you have just put in your body is contrary to your DNA and it will destroy you. We need to remove it, correct? If you don't understand that, go talk to a doctor. Now, first the natural, then the spiritual. So anything in the natural that you eat, your body does a diagnosis on it. And it, then he strips it down and goes, okay, this has this germ. This will affect this. We need to get rid of it. But you were born again, and you were put into Christ. And what's his DNA doing to you? It checks you out. And if you are a germ, if you have something wrong with you, it will spew you out of its mouth. But let me show this. If you are seated in Christ, it means that you are fully forgiven, that you are fully righteous, that you are fully justified, that you are fully sanctified, that you are fully accepted. Let that down on you. The reason you are in Christ is because there's nothing wrong with you. As your natural body goes, there's something wrong, remove it. Now that I am in, seated in Christ and Christ is in me, it means that I cannot be seated in Christ and have a problem. You cannot be in Christ and be a sinner. So therefore, watch this. Your position is speaking to you and he's saying this. There's nothing wrong with you. I've got really sad news for some of you. There's nothing wrong with you. Why? Because... The Jesus' natural spiritual body has diagnosed you, has accepted you, its DNA is compatible, and he goes, this is me. Now watch this. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. And such were some of you before you believed. Just stop there. You don't have to keep believing that you're seated in Christ. It's a one-off event. I am not, I didn't get up this morning believing, oh, I, I believe I'm seated with Christ. I believe I'm seated in Christ. No, I believed in 1971, I became seated in Christ and I haven't moved. See, some of us are still living in the future tense. I am believing, I am believing. No, Paul said it like this, I know in whom I have believed. Do you realize once you believe you, it becomes a natural act. You don't have to do it over and over again. You don't have to get saved every five minutes. You're on the freeway. Pull over. Dear Jesus, please come in back into my life. You get back on a freeway. Somebody does something wrong. Pull back. Dear Jesus. Goes. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. 
But you, what's this? this is, now start looking at the Holy Spirit's tenses. But you were washed by the anointing sacrifice of Christ, and you were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. The source of the new believer. Now watch this. Isn't it interesting now, because you're clever, correct? Isn't it interesting, it talks about change behavior last, not first. Positionally wise, is most people think if I can change my behavior, my position in God will increase. Wrong. God says this, I can prove it to you, any of you. Whatever destructive behavior you have is because you don't believe that God has dealt with it. Come on. Your behavior changes when you understand your position. Your position doesn't change. Your position is constant. So what we sometimes try to do is we try to change people's behavior thinking that they're good. See, you can have good behavior and have a poor condition. Can we be really honest today? Can Papa Ted talk? There are people with better behaviors than some Christians, but they're positionally not in Christ. They're not saved. Excuse me? I've heard people say that. Well, you know what? Uh, because we need driven. You know, if you if you want to change, if you want to change your life, if you want to change that behavior, get born again. If you want that, get born again. But then somebody says, "Well, I don't need to get born again because I haven't got this problem. I haven't got this problem." Religious religion is behavior driven. The kingdom of God is position driven. So any, listen to me very carefully. Whatever habit you are struggling with, whether you're watching online or you're here, your problem is not you. The problem is you don't understand what's happened to you. Now, you still, you still love me? Yes, you do. Of course, you got it. Now, listen to it in the Aramaic translation. And these things had been in each one of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are made righteous in the name of our Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah, by the Spirit of our God. Listen to this. He says, you are washed. So your position is clean. Your position is right. Now, we're gonna, so, but then, then I get this now. Well, Ted, if, if that is true, how is it that I still have all these conditions? How is it that I'm born again and I still have all of these problems? Now, it works like this. That God has already done everything for you. But unless you act on it, you stay in the condition in your present position. So you can be a wealthy person and be in a poverty-packed life. I'll, I'll prove it to you. You, you good? Yeah. 
Luke 15, we haven't got time to look at it, but the Bible says there's a father that has two sons. The first son does this. Father, I want everything. I want my inheritance and I want to leave you. I don't like this place anymore. I'm done with you. I'm done with my brother. I'm done with you. I'm done with this. I want to spread my wings. He spreads his wings and as he spreads his wings, he drops the bundle. He's got zip. He comes to his right mind and he goes back to the position that he had. Correct? But the elder son comes home and he hears that there's a party and he goes what, what, what's happening here what's happening here and he goes the son that disappeared has come back your father has killed a fatted calf and we are we're celebrating and the, the son starts to really get agitated now can I tell you something let me show you something so powerful uh, I mentioned it to a couple of uh, the men yesterday. The moment he heard that the father accepted him and was spending money on him, he reacted. If I say the word wealth and you react, it's the spirit of poverty that's been over your life reacting, speaking through you. So that's why in those churches you're not allowed to say anything about money. You can't talk about success. Because the reason being, every poverty spirit that is keeping you in the condition arcs up. It is the same when blind Bartimaeus was sitting on the road begging. And while he was begging, everybody left him alone. But the moment he cried out, I don't want to be a beggar anymore. I don't want to be blind anymore. I want to start my business. I want to get a home. I want to get a marriage. I want to get kids. I want to live a legacy. Everybody started to get, shut up. Be quiet. Be quiet. Come on, I'm preaching a lot better than your amen this morning. So what happens is this. When I start talking about God wants to heal you, and then all of a sudden there's this reaction, but God doesn't heal everybody. No, no, no. What you're happening is the spirit of firmity is arcing up, pushing back revelation. So the moment you react, it is the opposite spirit. It is the spirit that's keeping you down. The moment you come into the car park, and David's got a brand new car, and, and, and it's a really nice car. And you had to get the RACV four times to get you to church. First of all, thank you for coming to church. And you react. I work harder than him. I got better grades at school than him. Why should he? Guess who's talking? It is the spirit that's keeping you poor, now rejecting. Instead of going to David, wow, is this what faith does? Pray for me, because come on. That is why we. That is why in churches people are hard celebrating each other. The reason we don't celebrate each other's success, it is because it's the same spirit that's keeping us poor, broke, and miserable, pushing the revelation of the thing that has just happened. Don't hate. Don't send me emails because I will not reply for them. 
But see, that's what's keeping us down. See, the moment, the, listen, watch this. The moment the son had this, he reacted. And what did he do? He accused the father. He said this, watch this, watch this. You never gave me a present. You never, you never let me invite my friends and we just had a little goat. You killed a fatted calf. All I wanted was a mangy little goat. You never did it. And then what does the father do? Everything, don't you know that your position is, it's all yours. All you need to do is take it. Come on. Because if you don't know your position, you're waiting to be served. If you don't know your position, oh, please, Jesus. Oh, you know, you, come on. Don't know your position. Why doesn't somebody come and encourage me? How come no one ever gives me a Pentecostal handshake? If you don't know what a Pentecostal handshake is, is you get some money in your hand, and then you shake your hand, and then they feel it. They go, ooh, there's something there. And they say, ooh, this is Jesus. But you can't. So nowadays, instead of doing that, we should have a little slip that tells you your bank account details. Now, okay, okay uh, we need to get moving. We've got one minute. From now on, church is going to finish at 11.30. Everybody said? So you're going to have to come back to finish this. Watch this. You know what our problem is? And I don't like the band to come up. It's this. Watch this. Is God has elevated you to a position, but you're still thinking condition. And you know what your condition says? The reason you're broke is because you did this and this. The reason you are sick is because you eat this and this and this. One of the things that's really blessed me, I remember listening to a, a podcast with Joseph Prince, and he was talking about supernatural health. And he, and he, he made this, this, this comment that really expanded the way I think. He just said this, if a person... Eats everything that's organic, never does anything wrong, and is healthy. That's, that's just good management. But when a person on a budget that can't eat everything organic is healthier than that, that's called supernatural. You know what's, do you know what's also called supernatural? Is that I work really, really hard and I earn my house, I earn this, I earn that, to a person that says, I'm a big giver, I go to church, and God has blessed me. Oh, come, come on. So here's, here's our issue, we're going to deal with that next week, is we need now to have our thinking reconditioned by our position. Our thinking needs to be reconditioned, needs to be reset. So now, it is I give because I am in a position of generosity. Now, let me just, work. I'll finish on this. This is what I wrote uh, during worship. You speak through your position. You see through your position. You think through your position, you worship through your position, you give through your position, you receive through your position, you love through your position, you forgive through your position, and you thrive through your position. See, today when you gave, you gave 
in Jesus. So now watch this. You know why this is amazing? It's because this. Now that I am in Jesus, it goes through him. So that my... 30 seconds. 30 second preach. Feed the 5,000. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 no, we can't do that. All I've got is this little boy. He's got two loaves and five fish. Oh, or was it the other way around? One or the other. And, and he goes, ah. Oh. And they go, Jesus goes, let me show you a miracle of when you speak through something. He says, I tell you what, uh, if, if this was Jesus, he says, uh, Philip, go over here. Little boy, go over here, put me in the middle. And so what does the boy do? He takes the little, gives it to Jesus. It goes through Jesus. He gives it to the disciples. They feed 20,000 people. Why? Because it came through Jesus. When you pray, it goes through. Come on. When you pray, it goes through. When you give, it goes through. When you worship, it goes through. When you receive, it goes through. Come on. Think about this. How could a little boy's lunch feed over 20,000 people? Why? Because something that is small depends on what it goes through. So guess what? From now on, when you're leaving today, everything you say goes through Jesus. Everything you believe goes through Jesus. I am here to let you know today that you are in the right position at the right place at the right time to be blessed. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, we just want to thank you for Father's Day. Father, we just thank you that the Father of Fathers sent us the Messiah and the Messiah introduced us to the Father of Fathers. And because He introduced us, we are now seated in Christ, with Christ, at the throne of grace. And so, Father, we just release that. And, Father, I just pray for now every father that is struggling, that, Father, you would touch them. Father, that today we celebrate you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. We'll catch you next week. It's amazing. Fathers have found out new things to do with toilet paper. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for your encouragement and your gift. Uh, I want to, you know, what, we, what we've been sharing lately is absolutely amazing. And um, I, I'm actually getting, I probably preach to myself more than I preach to anybody else. I preach the best messages to Ted Fabianic in the car. You, you get the second best, I actually get the best. I preach to myself a lot. Last week we started and we've been sharing a lot about position. You don't pray, your position will always change your condition. You never pray from your condition, you always pray from your position. One of the, one of the things 
that has crept into the church is we've become so need-driven that we, we speak out of our need instead of our position. So we're speaking out of something that we should be speaking to. You're allowed to get excited. One of the things you will notice when you read the Bible, Jesus never ever said that he lacked. He never said, I don't feel loved. He never said, I feel lonely. He never, you know what Jesus never said? I, no one's encouraged me today. He, he, he never said, you know what, I didn't get enough worship today, guys. Guys, I, I went to the synagogue, I didn't get enough worship. Jesus never, ever acknowledged the condition. You see that right from the book of Genesis. One verse that the writer describes the condition. You know what's incredible with Genesis? Is that God doesn't describe his condition. The writer of Genesis describes the condition. He gets one verse for the condition and all the rest is speaking to it. And if you've been born again into a church or into a group that is so need-driven, you need to get your mind reset. You good? See, one of the things, if you're, if you're always needy, isn't it amazing? Have you ever... Heard a love song outside of the church where the male, whoever is singing, says, I've got enough love. We got songs, I'm all out of love, what am I without you? If you leave me now, you'll take the best part of me, right? I want to know what love is. I want somebody to show me while his fiance is cooking him dinner. <laughs> come on, come on. Have you ever heard a love song that says, I am so full, I am overflowing, please stop. Come on. Because when Adam fell, we dropped to need-centered instead of reigning-centered. So what we want to do today is your new reality, your new position has changed your condition. See, it is the position that changes the condition. When you are praying from a condition, you are getting fed from your condition. See, if you are condition-minded, it's your condition that feeds you. It's your condition that makes you think. If, you are, if, you are, if your condition is, I have no finance... That condition is talking to you. It talks to you every single time a commercial comes on, every single time you walk through a shop, every time you want to buy something, that condition speaks to you. You can't afford that. No, no, hey, you, you can't go out and eat today. See, conditions speak. But you are designed to speak to your condition, not let the condition speak to you. Now, I want you to watch this. That Jesus came to earth and he was totally independent of every condition that came to him. So Jesus comes down to earth. And he meets sickness, a condition. 
Now, as we talked about last week, a condition, your position cannot change, but your condition can. Anything that can be changed is a condition. So if you're sick, it's a condition. If you're broke, it's a condition. If you're depressed, it's a condition. If you haven't got a job, it's a condition. So anything can be changed. So Jesus comes in and he's never influenced by the condition. He's in a crowd of 20,000 people that need feeding. And he says, Philip, feed them. Philip goes, but we have lack. But he goes, see, the condition is saying you've got lack. But he says, I still need you to do something. Because when you understand your position, you start to rule and reign in life. You start to be the head and not the tail. See, we, we've quoted a lot, I want to be the head and not the tail. But the, the head is the, is the position, the tail is the condition. And the issue that comes up in the church is that we're trying to get a condition that we already have. Sorry, position that we already have. Now, I want you to watch this something. So Jesus is teaching us how the kingdom of God works. So he comes to earth in a law system. So the Bible says the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. What the law did was this. Now watch carefully. Really let this thing down. The purpose of the law was to show you that your self-effort cannot change your condition. That doesn't matter how hard you try, doesn't matter how much wealth you have, doesn't matter how much wisdom you have, you can't change the condition. So Jesus comes in where people are tired because they can't change their condition. They can't change their condition between God and themselves. They can't change the condition between their wife, their husband, within their children, their parents. You've got all of these. And then Jesus comes in and he says, now the kingdom of God is independent of the condition because the source is not on earth. The source comes from heaven. See, your position is independent of your condition. If you understand that, then you realize that your condition is only surviving is because it's up. You are letting it survive. So you are not broke. You are not sick. You are not depressed. That's a conditional thing. Jesus didn't come to give us more conditions. He came to give us more positions. So what we have is this. Now watch. Look at John 17, 11. I will remain in the world no longer. Stop right there. While he was on earth, there was not one single condition that rattled him. There was not one single condition that defeated him. Just think about this. He comes to earth, not one single condition matched him. Not one single lack drew him out. 
So Jesus says this, I've lived my life. I have conquered every condition that has been thrown at me. And right at the end, he died. Death was a condition. He says, this condition cannot hold me. On the third day, he rose from the dead. He became sin, and the sin condition could not hold him. He became sick, and the sickness couldn't hold him. He became depressed. He act- Do you realize when you read 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, Jesus became broke financially, but the condition couldn't hold him. So Jesus comes in, and when you start to read this, I remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. That's talking to us. And I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name. Now watch this. Protect them by the power of your name. He's got all of a sudden right now, he's talking about position. He's not talking about make their name great. The name you gave, say, say it after me. Now, come on, no, I want you to really say it. So he says, I've come, Father, by your name. You gave me your name. Now, watch the progression in this. Jesus said, when you pray, use my name. Uh-oh. So therefore, every condition was subject to the name of the Father. Every condition understands God. Because every condition is designed to listen to God's word. There is no condition that doesn't understand God's word. Now watch this, it gets better. The name you gave me, so that they may become one as we are one. So what was happening? Jesus is walking on the earth. No condition can stop him. And he's moving forward. And then he says this. Now, Father, sometimes we talk about the Lord's Prayer. I think this is, more, this is as powerful as the Lord's Prayer. And he goes, I want them To be in a world of condition, living like I lived. Now, write this down. Everything that Jesus did is transferable to us. Jesus never did one thing apart from the cross that said this. Hey guys, watch me because you will never be able to do this, but I can. The only time he told the disciples, this is what you can't do, is when he went to Gethsemane. He says, there's one thing you can't do. You can't become sin because you're already sinners. You can't become sickness because you're already sick. You can't become broke because you're already broke. So there was a division when it came to Calvary. But before Calvary, the Father was teaching us this, all of us, is that Everything that Jesus did, he did as a man, dependent on the Holy Spirit, teaching us what we can do. See, see religion, religion just likes the fluffy stuff. You know, hey, praise God, amen. Come on. Jesus goes like this. 
He goes, I heal the sick, now you go heal the sick. Isn't it amazing when the storm rose up when they were crossing Galilee? Jesus said, I was expecting you to talk to the clouds. I was expecting you to talk to the wind. I was expecting you. Philip, I expect you to feed the 5,000. What was the expectation? Because everything that Jesus said, everything that he did is transferable to you. So Jesus never did anything that's saying, hey, that's not for you, it's only for me. The only part is we, you know, we've been understanding this is, as a heavyweight is that I can't do the cross, but what I can do is I can do the name. Now, you, you good with it? When you start to realize this, that, you, that if Jesus did it, he wasn't doing it to show off. He was doing this. This is what the new man is going to be doing. Jesus is called the second Adam. The first Adam fell. So Jesus is saying this. Now, I want to show you what this new creation that I am going to die for is capable of. So what do we do? We get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So what's this new creation capable of? It's capable of talking to demons and casting them out of people. It's capable of going fishing and instead of catching a fish, finding gold. It's capable of never, never being in lack. It's capable of never, ever feeling discouraged. It's, not, it's, it's capable of always having peace and no fear. See, what, what Jesus wasn't doing was just remedying a condition, but he was saying, this is what you are capable of. Now, I want you to watch this. Because when you become born again, you are seated in... Come on, you are seated in? If you missed that, check it out on our website or that from last week. So now that I am seated in Christ, now, let me show you something that... I, I never understood till yesterday was, was meditating on it. My body is designed to reject any germ or any food that will harm me. So I have an immune system. My body is so complex, it's better than any scientific research available to man. I can taste something, and my body goes, there's acid in that, spit it out, or you, you get the runs, or you throw up. Come on. That is your body saying, I have discerned that what you have just put in your body is contrary to your DNA, and it will destroy you. We need to remove it, correct? If you don't understand that, go talk to a doctor. Now, First the natural, then the spiritual. So anything in the natural that you eat, your body does a diagnosis on it, and it, then he strips it down and goes, okay, this has this germ, this will affect this, we need to get rid of it. But you were born again, and you were put into Christ. And what's his DNA? doing to you it checks you out 
And if you are a germ, if you have something wrong with you, it will spew you out of its mouth. But let me show this. If you are seated in Christ, it means that you are fully forgiven, that you are fully righteous, that you are fully justified, that you are fully sanctified, that you are fully accepted. Just let that down on you. The reason you are in Christ is because there's nothing wrong with you. As your natural body goes, there's something wrong, remove it. Now that I am in, seated in Christ and Christ is in me, it means that I cannot be seated in Christ and have a problem. You cannot be in Christ and be a sinner. So therefore, watch this. Your position is speaking to you and he's saying this. There's nothing wrong with you. I've got really sad news for some of you. There's nothing wrong with you. Why? Because the bo- Jesus' natural spiritual body has diagnosed you, has accepted you, its DNA is compatible, and he goes, this is me. Now watch this. 1 Corinthians 6, 11. And such were some of you before you believe. Just stop there. You don't have to keep believing that you're seated in Christ. It's a one-off event. I am not... I didn't get up this morning believing, oh, I I believe I'm seated with Christ. I believe I'm seated in Christ. No, I believed in 1971, I became seated in Christ and I haven't moved. See, some of us are still living in the future tense. I am believing, I am believing. No, Paul said it like this, I know in whom I have believed. Do you realize once you believe, It becomes a natural act. You don't have to do it over and over again. You don't have to get saved every five minutes. You're on the freeway. Pull over. Dear Jesus, please come in back into my life. You get back on the freeway. Somebody does something wrong. Pull back. Dear Jesus. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. But you, watch this. Now, start looking at the Holy Spirit's tenses. But you were washed by the anointing sacrifice of Christ and you were sanctified, set apart for God and made holy. You were justified, declared free of guilt in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. The source of the new believer. Now watch this. Isn't it interesting now, because you're clever, correct? Isn't it interesting, it talks about change behavior last, not first? Positionally wise, is most people think if I can change my behavior, 
My position in God will increase. Wrong. God says this. I I can prove it to you. Any of you. Whatever destructive behavior you have is because you don't believe that God has dealt with it. Come on. Your behavior changes when you understand your position. Your position doesn't change. Your position is constant. So what we sometimes try to do is we try to change people's behavior thinking that they're good. See, you can have good behavior and have a poor condition. Can we be really honest today? Can Papa Ted talk? There are people with better behaviors than some Christians, but they're positionally not in Christ. They're not saved. Excuse me? I've heard people say that. Well, you know what? Uh, because we need driven. You know, if you, if, you want to change, if you want to change your life, if you want to change that behavior, get born again. If you want that, get born again. But then somebody says, well, I don't need to get born again because I haven't got this problem. I haven't got this problem. Religious, religion is behavior driven. The kingdom of God is position driven. So any, listen to me very carefully. Whatever habit you are struggling with, whether you're watching online or you're here, your problem is not you. The problem is you don't understand what's happened to you. Now, you still, you still love me? Yes, you do. Of course, you got it. Now, listen to it in the Aramaic translation. And these things had been in each one of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified. You are made righteous in the name of our Lord Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah, by the Spirit of our God. Listen to this. He says, you are washed. So your position is clean. Your position is right. Now, we're gonna, so, but then, then I get this now. Well, Ted, if, if that is true, how is it that I still have all these conditions? How is it that I'm born again and I still have all of these problems? Now, it works like this. That God has already done everything for you. But unless you act on it, you stay in the condition in your present position. So you can be a wealthy person and be in a poverty-packed life. I'll, I'll prove it to you. You, you good? Yeah. Luke 15. We haven't got time to look at it. But the Bible says there's a father that has two sons. The first son does this. Father, I want everything. I want my inheritance. And I want to leave you. I don't like this place anymore. I, I'm done with you. I'm done with my brother. I'm done with you. I'm done with this. I, I want to spread my wings. He spreads his wings, and as he spreads his wings, he drops the bundle, he's got zip. He comes to his right mind, and he goes back to the position that he had. Correct? But the elder son comes home, and he hears that there's a party. And he goes, what's happening here? What's happening here? And he goes, the son that disappeared has come back. Your father has killed the fatted calf, and we are, we are celebrating. And the 
the sun starts to really get agitated. Now, can I tell you something? Let me show you something so powerful. Uh, I mentioned it to a couple of uh, the men yesterday. The moment he heard that the father accepted him and was spending money on him, he reacted. If I say the word wealth and you react, it's the spirit of poverty that's been over your life reacting, speaking through you. So that's why in those churches you're not allowed to say anything about money. You can't talk about success. Because the reason being, every poverty spirit that is keeping you in the condition arcs up. It is the same when blind Bartimaeus was sitting on the road begging. And while he was begging, everybody left him alone. But the moment he cried out, I don't want to be a beggar anymore. I don't want to be blind anymore. I want to start my business. I want to get a home. I want to get a marriage. I want to get kids. I want to live a legacy. Everybody started to get, shut up. Be quiet, be quiet. Come on, I'm preaching a lot better than your amen this morning. So what happens is this. When I start talking about God wants to heal you, and then all of a sudden there's this reaction, but God doesn't heal everybody. No, 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 what you're happening is the spirit of firmity is arcing up, pushing back revelation. So the moment you react... It is the opposite spirit. It is the spirit that's keeping you down. The moment you come into the car park and David's got a brand new car and, and, and it's a really nice car and you had to get the RACV four times to get you to church. First of all, thank you for coming to church. And you react. I work harder than him. I got better grades at school than him. Why should he? Guess who's talking? It is the spirit that's keeping you poor, now rejecting. Instead of going to David, wow, is this what faith does? Pray for me. because Come on. That is, why we, that is why in churches, people are hard celebrating each other. The reason we don't celebrate each other's success, it is because it's the same spirit that's keeping us poor, broke, and miserable, pushing the revelation of the thing that has just happened. Don't hate. Don't send me emails, because I will not reply for them. But see, that's what's keeping us out. See, the moment, the, listen, watch this. The moment the son had this, he reacted. And what did he do? He accused the father. He said this, watch this, watch this. You never gave me a present. You never, you never let me invite my friends and we just had a little goat. You killed a fatted calf. All I wanted was a mangy little goat. You never did it. And then what does the father do? Everything, don't you know that your position is, it's all yours. All you need to do is take it. Come on. Because if you don't know your position, you're waiting to be served. If you don't know your position, oh, please, Jesus. Oh, you know, you, come on. Don't know your position. Why doesn't somebody come and encourage me? 
How come no one ever gives me a Pentecostal handshake? If you don't know what a Pentecostal handshake is, is you get some money in your hand, and then you shake your hand, and then they feel it. They go, ooh, there's something there. And they say, ooh, this is Jesus. <laughs> but you can't. So nowadays, instead of doing that, we should have a little slip that tells you your bank account details. Now, okay, uh, we need to get moving. We've got one minute. From now on, church is going to finish at 11.30. Everybody said? So you're going to have to come back to finish this. Watch this. You know what our problem is? And I like the band to come up. Is this. Watch this. Is God has elevated you to a position, but you're still thinking condition. And you know what your condition says? The reason you're broke is because you did this and this. The reason you are sick is because you eat this and this and this. One of the things that's really blessed me, I remember listening to a, a podcast with Joseph Prince, and he was talking about supernatural health. And he, and he, he made this, this, this comment that really expanded the way I think. He just said this, if a person eats everything that's organic, never does anything wrong, and is healthy, that's, that's just good management. But when a person on a budget that can't eat everything organic is healthier than that, that's called supernatural. You know what's, do you know what's also called supernatural? Is that I work really, really hard and I earn my house, I earn this, I earn that, to a person that says, I'm a big giver, I go to church, and God has blessed me. Oh, come, come on. So here's, here's our issue, we're going to deal with that next week, is we need now... To have our thinking reconditioned by our position. Our thinking needs to be reconditioned, needs to be reset. So now, it is I give because I am in a position of generosity. Now, let me just, what, I'll finish on this. This is what I wrote uh, during worship. You speak through your position. You see through your position. You think through your position. You worship through your position. You give through your position. You receive through your position. You love through your position. You forgive through your position. And you thrive through your position. See, today when you gave, you gave in Jesus. So now watch this. You know why this is amazing? It's because this. Now that I am in Jesus, it goes through Him. So that my... Okay. 30 seconds. 30 second preach. Feed the 5,000. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 no, we can't do that. All I've got is this little boy. He's got two loaves and five fish. Oh. Or was it the other way around? One or the other. And he goes, ah. Oh. And they go, Jesus goes, let me show you a miracle of when you speak through something. He says, I tell you what, uh, if, if this was Jesus, he says, uh, Philip, go over here. Little boy, go over here, put me in the middle. And so what does the boy do? He takes the little, gives it to Jesus. It goes through Jesus. 
he gives it to the disciples. They feed 20,000 people. Why? Because it came through Jesus. When you pray, it goes through. Come on. When you pray, it goes through. When you give, it goes through. When you worship, it goes through. When you receive, it goes through. Come on. Think about this. How could a little boy's lunch feed over 20,000 people? Why? Because something that is small depends on what it goes through. So guess what? From now on, when you're leaving today, everything you say goes through Jesus. Everything you believe goes through Jesus. I am here to let you know today that you are in the right position at the right place at the right time to be blessed. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, we just want to thank you for Father's Day. Father, we just thank you that the Father of Fathers sent us the Messiah and the Messiah introduced us to the Father of Fathers. And because He introduced us, we are now seated in Christ, with Christ, at the throne of grace. And so, Father, we just release that. And, Father, I just pray for now every father that is struggling, that, Father, you would touch them. Father, that today we celebrate you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. We'll catch you next week.